إنك لا تهدي من أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa Welcome to the Young Smirks podcast. You're with me, John Fontaine, and we're here with uh, Ustad Abdul Haq. Assalamu alaikum, Shaykh. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing? Good, and you, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, we just chilling in the park. Yeah, just chilling in the park, man. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. Shaykh, Jazakallah, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. No, this is a great location as well, MashaAllah. It is, it's a nice park. Alhamdulillah. Shaykh, I mean, Ustad, no, you're very strict in beating me down. Don't call me Shaykh. Um, Ustad, you was, um, mashallah, you're a convert to Islam. Yeah, yeah. And I want to ask you a bit about that later of course, on. But yeah. You're, you're from, you've got a very interesting uh, story because you born in the States. Yeah. To, with Italian heritage. Exactly. And then yeah. you went to Switzerland. Yeah. You went to Medina, came to England. You're like, you've, you've traveled around the world and mashallah, now you're here in Sunny Preston, right? <laughs> exactly, in Sunny Preston, yeah. So, Shaykh, a little bit, yeah. How did you, how did you uh, find Islam? Did you not always been a Muslim? I haven't always been a Muslim. Um, so, Bismillah, uh, walhamdulillah, wa sallallahu wa sallam, ala nabina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa ashabi jamain. So, like you said, I, I, was, uh, I, I was brought up in the States, uh, in San Francisco, California. And at the age of 10, when my mother, we moved to Geneva, Switzerland. Mm. So, I mean, basically, that's where I became a Muslim. I, I didn't become a Muslim in... In, in the States. I became a Muslim in, uh, in, in Switzerland. So in Switzerland we speak, well in the South, in Geneva we speak French. Mashallah. So I didn't, I didn't listen to lectures in English. So, I didn't, so the first Quran, the first translation that I read from the Quran was in French. So, so that's how I learned about Islam. So the story, if I could summarize the story, um, all started in, in, in 1999 when I was 17 years old. Um, it was summertime, 17, you know, obviously I was hanging out all night long and, and at five o'clock in the morning I was coming back home and we live like in these big buildings you know like you quite I think you call them here like the blocks you know yeah, so yeah. in Geneva we lived in like in a big block place and, I, and like at five o'clock in the morning the guardian or the the, 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 the keeper of the block you know he, he takes out the the garbage and I was speaking to a friend right next to my to my alley you know where I live and there was this huge container garbage container filled with black plastic bags and on top of that those packed plastic bags there was a book and I was probably like 20 meters away and I was speaking to my friend and I saw that there was a book on top of it so I just stopped speaking to my friend I said listen I just want to check that and I go to the book I was 17 uh, and it was the Quran Allah, Allah. it was the Quran on a, on a, like, basically a rubbish bin, yeah? Uh, and you know those con big yeah, rubbish yeah. container bins? Yeah. Filled with packed plastic. So the, the Quran wasn't mixed with the litter. It was right on top. Subhanallah. subhanallah. And it was the, the, the Saudi Qurans. You know the Qurans that come from the, the complex of Manik yeah. Fahd. Yeah. So they're like, they have this hard, you know, how, how do you call it? Hard, um... The hard, the hard, uh, copy, yeah. Hard copy. The nice you know, one, with, the, yeah. the, with the golden, yeah, yeah. golden writing and all that, you know, it was clean. They have like the nice pattern on the front. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's like the color is like probably Bordeaux yeah. and, and gold. Yeah, yeah. And it was written, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the Quran, you know, Arabic, French, French translation. Yeah. I was 17 and I remember asking the, the housekeeper, um, can I take this book? He said, yeah, I don't care. Take it, you know. And Subhanallah. I don't know. It, I just took the book and I remember I brought it home. I put it in a in, a, in one of my shelves, you know what I mean? And and um, 
You know what? The, the day I found that Quran, I just knew I was going to be Muslim. Serious? Yeah, I, I just, I just, just knew. Just no, because it's five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You're in, you're in a, in a place where there's not lots of Muslims, mm. and I, and I find the book of the Muslims, the Quran, mm. on top of a, on top of a garbage bin at five o'clock in the morning. And at the same time, me too. I was, I was, you know. I, I had questions. I was, you know, uh, asking about. But you believed in God at that point. Yeah. I think I believed in God. Yeah. I think I had some, yeah. some sort of a, a belief, you know, fitrah. Mm. You know, I know that some, in some difficult situations of my life, I know I, that I prayed God, and and He answered me, you know. Subhanallah. And you know that Subhanallah, the, the the non-Muslim, he, his prayers can be answered. Yeah. If he's sincere to God, his prayers can be answered. You know, like Shaitan, yeah. you know, his his dua was answered by Allah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So same thing with the same thing with the ones who who. Uh, you know, you know, the ones who are on the boat, the mushrikeen, they yeah, were on the boat, yeah, yeah. and then there was a storm. So they supplicated Allah with sincerity. And Allah answered their dua and brought them safe to, to shore. So even the non-Muslim, you know, his dua can be answered. And this experience of your dua, or seeing that your dua is answered, so you're praying to Allah, and you see with your own eyes that, you know what? Your dua has been answered. The scholars that they mentioned, that is amongst the proofs, also amongst the proofs that prove the existence of Allah Jalla mm. The rububiyah of Allah, a tangible proof. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you pray to Allah, and lots of non-Muslims can say that. Yeah. That, you know, they've prayed, and the prayer, they saw with their own eyes yeah. that their prayer you know, some was people, answered. Some people like who are skeptical, they kind of say, oh, it's a coincidence. But look, this happens all the time. It happens all so the time. many people all over the world. Exactly. SubhanAllah. So it becomes like a proof? It, be, it is a proof. It is, it's amongst the many proofs of the existence of Allah. We could put that in that, you know, that if you supplicate Allah, you will see the result. So I want to ask, what was you doing in an alleyway at five o'clock in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you know, it was just, you know, just, you know, summertime, hanging hang out, out with the... Hang out with the boys, you know, in the neighborhood. You because know you're I mean? from this Italian background, we yeah. kinda, I want to ask you: Do you know about the mob? And, and you know, because you're from <laughs> you're from the states. I mean, sometimes it's that you know, even the way you speak, like it's kind of like Johnny, Johnny. Yeah. What's going on, Johnny? So Johnny, I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no connections with the mob oh, whatsoever. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You know, sometimes you just like to kind of you know have yeah. this like. A, but yeah, yeah, no problem. But so, so, so you find this. You find so this I find Quran. this Quran. I yep. was seventeen. I was too young. I wasn't ready to read the Quran. I wasn't ready to become religious. But that at the age of nineteen, you know, uh, I was going through a certain. Um, I was going through a certain. There was a certain situation in my life. You know, I, I wasn't studying. I wasn't yeah. working. Uh, I, I was thinking a lot. You know, about my life, reflecting upon my life. You know, obviously, always these same questions. Yeah. You know. Why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? Is my life just I wake up, I go to work, I come home, you know, chasing the girls, going yeah. to the club on the weekends? Because I was seeing with my eyes, life was just becoming repetitive. You know, this, this is a very important age, I think. 16, it is. 17, 18, 19. Teenage age, yeah. It's like that time when you're kind of changing from being a kid mm -hmm. to a man, right? <laughs> or an adult. You know, you kind of got to work it out for yourself. You know, yes. what, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Of course. You know, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm not going to be And they don't prepare you for parents. that at school. They don't. So my mother, you know, obviously, you know, our parents, you know, study, study, study. But when you're like 16, 17, you've been studying all these years. I'm like, okay, I'm studying, but where am I going with my life, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, I was just programmed that, you know, you have to study because you don't, if you don't study, you're not going to get a job. You don't get a job, you're not going to be this. But when you're like 16, 17, you start reflecting <laughs> on on these these types of um, 
When you're 16, 17, you reflect and you say, wait, wait, wait a second. Is, 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 is this just my life? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just like an ant, you know, I'm just going to study, then I work, and then I do this, and then I do that, and, and, I, and then I die. I needed What's more purpose? than that. What's the purpose? Yeah. I needed more than that. Yeah. I needed some answers. So at the age of 19, to, to make the short story, I decided, you know what? It's time for me to read the Quran. Yeah. I just knew that in this book, the answers were there. Had you, had you come into contact with Muslims by this point? So I knew some Muslims, alhamdulillah, you know, and, and, and they didn't speak a lot about Islam. But, you know, um, listen. The, the, the and this is in Switzerland, not in Switzerland, this is in yeah. Geneva. So yeah. the, listen, the... the the, the, my connection with the Muslims is, or I had some friends that are Muslim, or it was through, uh, it was through probably the, 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 the film Malcolm X. Yeah. That's when I saw, you know, the Muslims, you know. SubhanAllah. You know, that, that, that movie affected me because, you know, like, when I saw the brotherhood, you know, between Muslims, you know, that yeah. they were brothers, that they were organized, that they were yeah. people that had morals and all that. You know, I like that, you know, that, that's yeah. something that appealed to me. Same thing, there was this other TV show. I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want people to go see it. But it's a TV show that, that happened, it, it's a TV show, it was in prison. Yeah. And there was a group of Muslims in, 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 in that, there were actors, but obviously in prison you have, you have the, yeah. the, the, the skinheads, you have the Latinos, and there was a group of Muslims. And one of the actors, he was, named, he was, he was a British actor, you know, by the way, mm. but he was playing, the leader, he was playing the, the leader of that Muslim group. His name was Karim Saeed, you know. But I remember, you know, it, it, it struck me because even if they weren't Muslims, you know, and they were a little bit, it was a little bit of a, a stereotype. Something they yeah, were yeah. overdoing it, but you know, it, it it appealed to me because they were saying, you know, by the will of Allah, Allahu Akbar. Always <laughs> tawhid, you know, always yeah, praying, yeah, yeah. always people that had morals, you know. My yeah. brother, we are brothers, you yeah. know. They didn't get into drugs. It's built on faith rather than like ethnicity. Exactly. Or so it's something yeah. that appealed to me. I yeah. was like, you know what? I, I like this Muslim vibe, you know. Mm. I, I like what I'm getting from it, you know. Going directly to God, always supplicating, always mentioning Allah, you know. No, because obviously me as Italian, you know, you, you have the priest and all that. Yeah. And I remember even going back to Italy, you know, seeing the priest going to. Ch I, it, it always felt weird mm. with me, you know. Those priests, so, I, I so, never, I never. You so know? your background, obviously, Italians they get Catholic mostly, right? Exactly. Catholic. So I mean, this is. I mean, obviously in England, I, I was yeah. Church of England. We, the Church of England, kind of stepped away from the statues yeah. and things like that, but. The Catholicism is a mm -hmm. lot of kind of, you know, like idol worship, like things like that. A lot of imagery. Mm -hmm. How was it for you going to Italy and, and seeing that kind of stuff? So, how I mean, old was you when you went there? I was going to Italy probably when I, you know, when I was six, when I was ten, when I was twelve, fifteen. I was visiting, you know, um, but um, you never. Connected. My mother, she was never religious. Okay. So my mother, she was brought up in a in a nun school in Italy, and at the age of ten, she migrated to the states mm. to live with her uncle. So my mother, you know, she had a bad experience with that. So my mother, she knows she's a little bit, you know, uh, she's a bit, you know, live and let live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, she didn't impose anything on me. We never went to the church. We never, mm. she, we never talked about God. Mm. So it's just, it's just, I don't know why. It's just that when I was little, a little kid going to the churches, seeing the priests, and all, it's something that it didn't, I, I didn't connect, connect it, I didn't yeah. connect with it, you know. But when I saw these, these little bits of Muslims on camera, you know, that, alhamdulillah, they were Talking about Allah and the connection with Allah, you know, it's, it appealed to me. It's Ultimately, Allah has guided you to it. Alhamdulillah. Right? That's it. It's like Allah gave you that kind of thing in your heart to, to kind of it's think that. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. fitrah was there. Yeah. And, you know, thanks to Allah, Allah, you know, he, he, mm. alhamdulillah, you know, I just thank Allah. So, like I said, uh, 19, 19, I remember I was 19 and I, I remember it was nighttime. You know, it was like one o'clock at night. Everybody was sleeping. Um, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to read the Qur'an. And I remember I had, I had a friend, he, he was a, a Kurdish friend. 
he said, listen, before you read the Quran, you have to wash yourself, you know. Yeah. So he says, listen, you have to wash your hands, then you have to wash your, your face, and then he says after that, you have to wash your armpits. Your armpits. <laughs> he says, you have to wash your armpits. Yeah. I was like, okay. You know, obviously, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. And, and back in the day, I, I didn't have internet. I didn't have internet in my house. Yeah. So yeah. you have to wash the armpits. So, <laughs> so I, I remember he told me that. He was like this, you have to wash the armpits, you know. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, man, you know. If, if, if Just to clarify, anyone watching who's not a Muslim, we don't have to wash our armpits. So, we should wash our armpits. But yeah, it's not but not, like, in that, yeah. not in that, yeah. not in that context. So, um, so what happened was, so I so was washing my hands with soap, you know. I had clean hands, you know. Yeah. I read the Quran, wash my face. And after that, I wash the armpits. The armpits. Now I wash the armpits. So I had my... Kurdish wudu, you know, I was on my Kurdish wudu. <laughs> I was ready, so obviously I did it just once. Yeah. After that, the other times I read the Quran, you know, I was like, you know, this armpit stuff, it seems a little bit weird. I'm just gonna wash my hands with, with soap, and inshallah, inshallah, like my head was like, yeah, inshallah, yeah. I did qiyas, inshallah, 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 that's enough, inshallah, to read the Quran, you know. Yeah. So listen, I just sat down, I opened the book, I read from the beginning, Fatiha, a little bit of Baqarah, and I just remember, man, I probably understood because I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a, a, a big, you know, a big, um, uh, I didn't have a background knowledge of, of prophets and all that. You know, I, I wasn't somebody who, who attended, you know, a, um, you know, um, Christian school and all yeah. that, you know. So, you so didn't I, I didn't really know much about the prophets except what I saw, you know, uh, on movies, in, in, in movies like, you know, the, the, the Ten Commandments and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, you know, the movies that they did about, yeah. about Jesus, you know. I sat down, had the book on my on my table, you know, my little, little table, my little room. And, um, and like I said, I opened the Quran. I, obviously, I read the, 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 Fran the French uh, translation of the meaning. And I, I remember I read a little bit of, I read Fatiha, read a little bit of Al-Baqarah. Al I probably understood 50%, 70%, you know. Mm. But it just, it, man, it, the way it spoke to me, you know. I just, I was reading it and, and I just felt that, you know, it, 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 it's like if, it, it was like if Allah was speaking to me. It's like if Allah was speaking to me. Mm. And every single word, every single thing that was being said, it, it, just, it just penetrated my heart as the truth. And you know when you feel that increase of Iman? Mm. You know, you feel that it's burning inside, you know? That's, that's what I felt. I felt, I don't know how to describe it, like this energy, you know? I just felt that my soul couldn't, couldn't be contained in my body anymore. And, and subhanAllah, mm. I just had a, a feeling that, you know, if, if I had to die tonight, you know, alhamdulillah, I found the truth. Subhanallah. You know, I'm ready. You know what I mean? So, I was convinced. Khalas, I read the Quran. I was convinced. You know? Tawheed. It was talking about Tawheed. Obviously, Surat al-Fatiha, Surat al-Baqarah. Talking about Tawheed. Talking about the story of Musa, salam. I was convinced. You know? So, then after that, you know, it was just started to go to the message. Started yeah. to learn how to pray. Yeah. Took shahada. And, and that was it. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. You know, it, Alhamdulillah. Is, it really is as simple as that. It like is as Allah, as Allah, Allah just guides people. Alhamdulillah. And, you know, subhanallah, it's, it's amazing to hear. Like, to, what's, I mean, to find the Quran in an alleyway on a uh, rubbish bin, yeah. it's like, it's literally the word of Allah just there yeah, waiting for you, subhanallah. And that's what kind of guided you. Allah knew that it was His word. His Kalamullah, uh, the, 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 the Quran, which is going to be a means for your guidance. And that was like two years later, right? And I started reading the Quran two years later. Like I said, I was 17, I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And at 19, it was, it was yeah. the perfect. I knew yeah. I was going to read the Quran. Yeah. That's why I put it in yeah. one of my 
myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just knew that I was too young. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. ready to. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they say, you know, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I wasn't ready to handle the yeah, truth. Yeah, you know, yeah. so. So, Sheikh, uh, Stad, you was. Um, I'm only saying that because yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, because uh, I know Sheikh, Sheikh always uh, has a go at me when I call him Sheikh. But anyway, Bismillah. Um, Stad, you was, uh, you know, something unique about yourself because obviously you, you Italian background mm -hmm. from the States, living in Switzerland. How did going to Medina and studying, because, you know, you, you went mm -hmm. and studied in Medina, you're yeah, a graduate from uh, Medina University, living in Medina. Yeah. How did that come around? Um... So obviously, you know, we, we, we heard about Medina, you know, going to the Messi and being with other youth. We, we saw, we knew people that, from our Messi that went and studied in Medina. So, you know, Medina was just there. Yeah, you want to study Islam? You know, you go to Medina. And like every weaver, you know, that embraces mm. Islam, um, you know, he wants, to, he wants to study his deen. Mm. You know, he wants to study his deen. He wants to learn. Mm. You know, he doesn't want to be like, uh, like, the, um, like the leaf in the wind. You know, mm. that, you know, if somebody says something, you go right. Somebody says something, you go left. No, you want to learn your deen. You want to know and look for yourself. You want to inquire and search for yourself. You want to, you know, have acquire enough knowledge that you know what is haq and what is batin, and what is truth and what is falsehood, mm. and what path you have to follow. So um, I tried out. I tried for three years. I, I was trying out with my American passport to, to be accepted. I wasn't accepted. Obviously, you know, there's lots of students that apply mm. from America. But once I apply with my Italian citizenship, Alhamdulillah, I got accepted, man. Mashallah. So, I, know, I know a few brothers. We're only two brothers, man. Yeah. We're only two you know, I know a few brothers that have, have, have found the, uh, the back door to Medina. You know, if, if you've got this kind of dual nationality, exactly, you can sometimes... Exactly. Uh, if, you have, if you have a nationality, yeah, yeah. there's not lots of people yeah. that have been you accepted. More, yeah. Mashallah, you're going to get accepted. Allah, 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 Mashallah. So, subhanAllah, you, you got accepted straight away with your Italian uh, Exactly, thing. straight away. And... Uh, and there's only two people from Italy. It was just me and another brother, yeah. SubhanAllah. Yeah, SubhanAllah. So, and he was from France. Okay. He wasn't even from Italy. But did he have the joint? He had a French citizenship, yeah. yes, but you know, it, <laughs> it was, like you said, it was the back door in, yeah. you know? So, SubhanAllah. Yeah. So how was it like going to this foreign country? I mean, you know, speaking Arabic and learning Arabic. You know, it must have been difficult for you in the beginning learning Arabic. Well, I, I was in Egypt before that. Okay. I was in Egypt before that, so I was already accustomed to living in the Muslim countries and okay. all that. And so what, what sent you to Egypt? Same thing, study Arabic and Mashallah. all that. And before that, I even studied Arabic language in France. They had like an institute to study mm. uh, Arabic in France. So I was accustomed. Okay. I was, I was, uh, so you're, you was on the journey of seeking knowledge exactly. before Medina. Exactly. So I had a little bit of Arabic once yeah. I to Medina. That's why when I went to Medina, I entered, I, I, I did only one year in the... the the Institute of Arabic Language. Yeah. I didn't do the two years. I did yeah, only one had year. Because yeah, I studied a little bit in Egypt and all that. For me, I mean, Medina, it was, uh, forget about it. I don't, <laughs> forget about <laughs> it. Forget about it, you forget know. Forget about it. This is the uh, Italian... Uh, oh, man, I it's about in it. your blood, Sheikh. Forget, forget, forget about it. Forget about it, man. <laughs> Leaving Medina, man, was hard. Yeah. You know, it was hard, but... Listen, we went there with the purpose, you know. Yeah. We didn't go there to stay there, to live there. Yeah. I know probably some people, they go. But that wasn't my intention, you know. The intention was to go, yeah. to learn, to come back, to give back. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, I just thank Allah that I was able to stay there, you know, and study and and finish because I, you know, I stayed nine years, but I only graduated from 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 the faculty of Sharia. But normally in six years you finish. So I had some issues, you know. I had yeah. some, uh, uh, you know, I had to deal with some, I had some, uh, you know, health issues and all that. I just thank Allah Jalla Wala that I was able to go there and I was able to finish. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You know, I mean, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I mean, yeah. Alhamdulillah.
Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing from Allah. You know, there's so many people, they try to, to study mm -hmm. with the right, they have the good intentions, they, you know, they, they, they want to do it, but Qadr of Allah, mm -hmm. not everyone gets the opportunity to go, mm -hmm. not everyone even gets the opportunity to finish. So mm -hmm. like you said, SubhanAllah, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to, uh, yeah, to yeah. finish that. And I would like to say something, you know, because uh, like I said, I, I was applying three years for Medina and I wasn't being accepted. Mm. And I remember when I went to Egypt and I started studying in Egypt, you know what, when I was in Egypt, I didn't really, I'm not saying I didn't really care, but if I wasn't going to be accepted anymore to Medina, I, I, was, I was pretty content because now I was in a Muslim country studying Arabic, you know, ho hopefully, you know, learning the religion of Allah, getting closer to Allah. So I was pretty, I, I was happy, you know. Mm. I was like, you know what, I'm in Egypt, in Egypt yeah. I'm, I'm able to yeah. study my religion. Obviously, Medina, yes. Yeah. Obviously, you, you, don't, be the you don't need Medina. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I say, I always, I always tell brothers, you know, yeah. go to Egypt, yeah. take, you know, yeah. buy a book of flight and go. There's yeah. so many institutes. And you'll see, Akhi, there's lots of brothers, you're going to be lots of people, mm -hmm. and you're going to be in this environment where you're going to be learning your deen. Mm -hmm. So go, you know, just don't wait yeah. for Medina. Some yeah, people, yeah. they wait for Medina, yeah. and, and they're never able to, 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 to start that journey. Yeah. No, no, it's right. So it's, just start yeah. the journey, yeah, yeah, you know. And yeah. if Allah opens doors, look at, yeah. you know, some of the brothers, some, some went to Yemen, then Alhamdulillah, Allah, you know, made it easy for them to go to Medina. Some stayed 10 years in Medina, and today, you know, the prom uh, 10 years in, in Yemen or in Egypt or other countries, and today they're the prominent, you know, dais and, and, and imams. And so even and if even if you're in in like the UK, exactly, you can be studying your of religion. Course. You know, you, you have different institutions. You, well, you can teach. It. How many people yeah. have learned the Quran in, in, yeah. in, in, in the UK? Have learned yeah. Arabic in the yeah. UK. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Make the most of what you have. Yeah. Make the most of what you have. Exactly. Sheikh Subhanallah is is. Um, Seeking knowledge is, is not an easy task, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it, you know, it requires a lot of patience. How do you remain sincere as a, as a student of knowledge, you know, making sure that you're sincere and doing it for the sake of Allah, rather than kind of, you know, exactly. showing off? You know, that, that's the biggest battle. And you know, I, I remember I had a friend in Medina, he told me something, he said, I remember when, in the beginning, you know, he, he said, listen, Aki, he says, why are you studying knowledge? Are you studying knowledge just to amass knowledge, to collect knowledge, to gather knowledge that you know this and this and this and that and that and that and that and that. Of course, you know, when you seek knowledge, you want to acquire the most of knowledge. But mm. he said, he told me something, you know, and, and you see, it was, it was the most simple, the most basic of, 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 of phrases, but it, it hit me. He said, Akhi, why are you seeking knowledge? He said, Akhi, we seek knowledge for Jannah. That's mm. why we seek knowledge. Mm. That's the ultimate goal. You know, it's mm -hmm. not so I know this, I know that, I debate with that. No, you're seeking knowledge to get closer to Allah, to go to Jannah. That's the ultimate goal of seeking knowledge. So anybody who wants to seek knowledge, don't start thinking about, I'm going to know this, so I'm going to be able to respond to that. No, you're seeking knowledge to get closer to Allah, mm -hmm. to go to Jannah. You know, like, you know, like the thing like when, you know, like cultural Islam, mm -hmm. sometimes they're gonna, they'll do something. Or they won't do something because of, of the fear of what people are going to say mm. or how people they perceive them. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, some students of knowledge, you know, or it, it affects these students of knowledge, all mm. of us, that sometimes probably going to do something because people are going to say something. Mm. Or you're going to do something so people, they, they praise you. Or mm. you're not going to do something because people probably, they're going to uh, criticize you. And I remember one time we, 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 we sat down with, with the share of... Um, of Medina, Sheikh Saleh Hassindi, we were at his house, and we had to talk about a specific matter of a student of Medina, 
um, not refutation and all that. No, it's just that you know the brother he had some issues. He, he had to go back to his country and all that. Yeah. So we just wanted to seek some some of his, his advice. And he told us, you know, that you know, obviously some people they were speaking about the shit and all that. And he, but he, he said something, you know, that that hit me. He said that you know that one time one one brother in the message never we came up to him and you know it came up and he was a little bit hiding and you know like share and. You know, Sheikh, you know, I love your classes and all that. I'm sorry I don't come, you know. All right, Sheikh, you know, I'm going to have to go because I don't want people to see me with you and all that. I mean, he said that to the Sheikh, you know. Mm. And the Sheikh smiled. He said, he said, okay, you know, the guy left, you know. Mm. But the Sheikh, he told us one thing. He says, he says, I fear that, you know, this type of behavior, you know, that you start fearing what the people are going to say. You start feeling, fearing the, 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 the blame of the blamer, you know what I mean? Mm. That, it, it, it goes into riyat. What is uh, sh showing off? Sure enough, yeah. So I've you know showing off is that you you do a work uh, you do a, an act of worship and and and, and you you embellish it or you, you even you do you start you perform an act of worship because you know people are there and you want people to see you or you want people to hear you and and talib al aim you know is obviously an act of worship you know it it can also affect you if if you don't do certain things or you fear you know the the the, the so you so you're doing something basically. To kind of please a human being. What happens? Kind of thing, what yeah. happens that your yeah. actions of doing or, or not doing is not related to Allah, mm. to Allah seeing you. Yeah. But it's, it's it's connected to the people seeing you. I guess this could also affect, like, even like the average Muslim, right? Maybe, of course. Maybe they come from a certain background, of course. a certain culture, of course. and they like. Um, they don't want their parents to think bad of them because maybe they found the correct way of Islam yeah. and they, they're trying to kind of, you know, it affects everyone, doesn't it? Of course. Riyah affects yeah. everybody. Of Very dangerous, yeah. Okay. The Prophet said that the thing that I feel the most for my for my ummah is is riyah, showing off. And, you know, how many people they do things, they, 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 they show acts of worship, you know, because in their culture, they know that if they do it, you know, people are going to say, oh, that family, that person, they're good people, this and that. Or they're not going to do certain things because they don't want people to... So, it affects everybody. You know, How can we kind of protect ourselves from this showing off? How do we keep our ikhlas? Tawheed. That's it, you know. Study Tawheed. You know, study Tawheed. You know, I think... Strengthen your... Strengthen you, your relationship with Allah. You when know? you truly study Allah, His names, His, his attributes, attributes. When you know the status of Allah, you realize you're nothing. Exactly. You're like, really? Do you have anything to show off about? You're a human being. You know. You're like, you know your position. You know. Subhanallah. So connecting with Allah in terms of understanding His names and attributes. Of course. Yeah. Especially, what are those people going to do for you on the Yom Al-Qiyamah? They're going to yeah. run away from you. Yeah. You know, Allah says in the Quran, You know, the day that your brother's going to run away from you, your, 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 um, your father, your mother, your wife, your children, everybody's going everybody's to run away from everybody. Everyone for themselves. Exactly. You and your deeds. You and your deeds, that's it. Because you know you're not going to be able to benefit them, and they won't be able to benefit you. So you're just going to be running away from everybody. That's the situation. That's the reality. So, you know, where's, where's the, the praise of the people on that day? Yeah. Where's the blame of the people on that day? Subhanallah, mm. we, we have to have a certain level of selfishness in this life where we, we, have, to, we, have, to work, we have to work and get to Jannah. Like you said, exactly. seek knowledge. When it, when it comes to, to worship, when it comes to Jannah, uh, you have to think about your own salvation. That's without a doubt.
So Allah tells us, but that doesn't to mean that you don't. That doesn't mean that you don't. Your family. Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like yourself first. Exactly. How can you save anyone when you yourself need help? Exactly. Yeah. But that doesn't mean obviously you don't work of with course, the brothers and you. Not, no, but you know, it's all. You have to have that concern. Yeah. You know, you have to really have that concern that you're going to stand before Allah Jalla Wala and you're going to be judged, mm. and that if the judgment doesn't go your way, you're going to be purified in the hellfire. Mm. That's the reality. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. So, I want to ask you a few questions. And, you know, feel free if... Uh, I feel you is going left and right. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, of course, because you because you do have that kind of convert background, I want to take the yeah. opportunity to ask you these questions because how was it kind of dealing with your community uh, back in Switzerland or America or the Italian community, your family? Mm. How did they kind of... How was their reaction when you became a Muslim? So listen, I just live with my mother. I have no siblings. My father wasn't there. And you know, my, my mother, you know, may, may Allah guide her to Islam. Uh, you know, you know, she, she's, a, you know, she's everything for me, you know. And, and, and my mother, she was always supportive. I mean, I, I didn't go through that, that, you know, that I don't have that revert story where, you know, I had to hide to pray. No, my yeah. mother, since day one, she always supported me. Mashallah. She always helped me out. I mean, even in Medina, Actually, in Medina, she was helping me out to pay to pay the rent. I mean, my, my mother helped me out big time, you know. Allah I mean, I'm a mama's boy, you know. I mean, so. We ask Allah to guide me. I mean, I mean, so I mean, it was alhamdulillah, it was made easy, you know. Mm. Even till this day, my mother always. She must be very proud, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, she's happy, you know. She's happy, you know. I mean, mm. she's happy. Um, and even till this day, you know, if she always, always calling me, always be asking me if, if asking me if I if I need help and all that, you know. So. I mean, from that from that side, it, it went really smooth. Mm. So, how did you end up here in UK, Sheikh? You know, okay, <laughs> Switzerland, America. Well, you came to UK. Yeah, to be exactly. An imam. <laughs> so, what happened was, what happened was, so in Geneva we have a huge masjid, mm. Saudi masjid, mm. and when I finished, right, two three months before finishing my studies, the the chairman of that masjid said, you know what, we need, we want to hire an imam, mm. and I. Listen, me before going to, 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 to Medina, that's, that's the message why I embrace Islam. That's the message why I used to do youth work. I used okay. to work with the youth before going to Medina. So I, for me, that was my dream to go back to my town where I know the people. I knew everybody. To be imam of that message, was like, it was like the yeah. final, the yeah, final yeah. chapter. Um, makes sense for me. Makes sense. So the chairman of that message was, was Saudi, calls me, <coughs> an imam, all that, ta, ta, ta. I signed the contract. But once I get back to Geneva, everything has changed. Mm. It wasn't the same chairman anymore. They put another chairman, mm. and they just said, "You know what? Your contract is suspended." Mm. To politely say, "You know, you know what? Yeah. Get out of here." You know what I mean? So get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean? So I was just in Geneva, yeah. you yeah. know, and I was just I wasn't doing anything, mm. and I, you know, my mother was telling me, "Listen, you're you're, you're 36. You're gonna have to work and you have to do something." And I was like, man, I said nine years in Medina, and now I'm just gonna I'm gonna work at Sansbury's or something like that. You know, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna have to just do a normal job. And I, for me, it was like my plan was to do this, and then you have to utilize that exactly. knowledge, right? So I said, you know what? I still speak a little bit of English. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see the UK. I'm gonna see if I can find something in the UK. And my English was was very bad. I mean, I I would only speak English with my mother, and like I said, I left the states when I was ten, so I had like a a fourth grade uh, level of English. Even today, I can't speak like some of these these brothers, mashallah, with all, all these fancy words and all that. I can't use fancy words. 
but well, you uh, know Arabic, French, and English, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, you know. But yeah, I would, I would like to use some fancy words, you know, <laughs> sometimes, you know. But um, so I just the UK, and you know, uh, met with some brothers, you know, and they told me they needed somebody in Reading to replace their imam for a month. So I went there a month, and I stayed there. And alhamdulillah, everything went well. And then after I found a job in, in Preston, and I was imam for a little while in Preston, mm -hmm. and that, that's it. You know, that's how yeah, I was in. Now you're you're starting a, a you're moving down south. Of exactly, you're gonna yeah. miss you, Subhanallah. Exactly. And so I'm uh, going down south. Inshallah, I'm gonna be Imam down south. Inshallah. It's gonna be your like new venture. Inshallah. New venture. Exactly. You inshallah, know. we're hoping to see more kind of uh, you know classes online hopefully, stuff. Yeah. Inshallah. Yeah. Hopefully, we do some stuff. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. Exactly. Sheikh, do you have any kind of final advices or things just for the everyday Muslim? Anything you know, living in in the West? What can you advise? As Muslims, uh, what can I get advice? I think the how can I say this? Um, you know, don't believe the hype on YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Stick to the to the fundamentals. You know what I mean? Because I see lots of youth. You know, and I, go learn the Quran, learn Arabic, study Tawheed, study the Creed, the Aqidah. You know, focus on getting closer to Allah Jalla Wala. Focus on doing positive things in your community, and you know, don't get caught up in too, too much in the you know, he said, she said, that yeah. said, and all that. You know, just try yeah. to focus on learning your religion and getting closer to Allah, and you'll see the barakah, you'll oh. see the blessings in your life. Remember that goal of we're here to get to Jannah. Exactly, That's you the know. purpose. Well, I have only created the jinn and mankind to worship me alone. That's the purpose of our life. You know what I mean? That is the sole purpose of us walking on this earth, is that we worship Allah, and the consequence, the result of that, you know, because Allah could have created us. And so you have to worship me, and I'll give you some good stuff in this life, mm. and then you die and it's over. No. You worship Allah in this life, and Allah gives you eternal what? Eternal enjoyment, eternal pleasure in Jannah, subhanAllah. I mean, it's a win-win situation. I mean, listen, let's be honest. I didn't like my life before Islam, but I love my life as a Muslim. I love my life as a Muslim. Being a Muslim, alhamdulillah. There's nothing, there's nothing better than that. You know, Shaykh, I think a lot of born, people are born into Muslim families. And they don't, yeah. I don't think they appreciate it's, what Islam is. It's, they don't. It's true. It's just yeah. become a... Shaykh, give us some insight into the weight of having Islam. What it's like in Kufa, not knowing about Islam, Shaykh. You, you, it's hard to explain you, to people. You, you remember that? I'm sure you, you already read that. You already read that, 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 that saying of the Sahabi that if, if the kings, they knew what was in our heart, they would kill us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what Islam is. Ahi Islam, you go to sleep at night. Ahi, you go to sleep at peace. You know what I mean? You know where you're going. You know where you're heading. You know if something happens, you know it's from the qadr of Allah Jalla I mean, it's I don't you know. Ahi, you live a life where you're you're at peace wherever you're at. You know, you could be in Preston, you could be in Saudi. You just feel good. Alhamdulillah. If you could pray and you could worship Allah, that's that's that's, that's all there is to it. You know. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. is nice meeting, nice to see you again. Jazakallah khairam. Thanks for having me, man. Once you go down south, I'm hoping to come down and visit you. Yes. Visit your masjid, your community. Jazakallah khair for having me and may Allah bless you and bless your this beautiful project, you know, and I really appreciate your time. Jazakallah khairam. Jazakallah khairam. أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء
Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.